Hello, this is Marcus. If you'd like to see images of the works that we discuss in this show, just head over to our website, modernartisrubbish.com. That'll do. We'll stick with 45 if it's not. 45 <laughs> minus one. <laughs> yeah. So, you all right, Tom? Hey, Marcus. Yeah, I'm all right. We've got a guest today. Have we, we got a guest? Who have we got? Where's this guest? <laughs> oh, that's really bad acting. <laughs> Where's this guest? <laughs> it's, it's Lucy. Lucy. Lucy Delano. Nope. Delano. Lucy Delano. 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 I've said wow. it wrong Delano. on every single pod that we've done because you are probably about the eighth most talked about artist on the podcast oh, eighth i don't know how i feel about eighth you're higher than that <laughs> no i think yeah. it's eighth <laughs> where's your surname from delano uh it's french actually delanoye it's a river near lille lille mm. as i understand it lille that's like a rapper in it lille something <laughs> lille river up north. lille river lille river <laughs> I saw a thing. I saw a um, one of those uh, cribs, and they had this guy called was he called Little Little Bow Wow, and he was like twelve or thirteen, and it was on the MTV cribs where they go in their houses, and he had his own little uh, pool room, and I thought, oh yeah, and he had like Picasso lithographs on the wall, and he had his own little Bentley with his own little mat. That was it. That that's that's my Lil conversation. It's not really Lil in France. No, I can't drive, but, yeah, but we've got Lil Lucy. <laughs> Lil Lucy, <laughs> Lil Lucy Delano. Yeah. So, um, you'll probably know Lucy, those of you listening from our uh, podcast where we talked about, in particular, her work where she uh, presented a knitted chessboard that was made by her dad as an original art piece. So, on with the show. Right. So, uh, Tom, do you know we're going to talk about Lucy? Do you know who we're talking about? Um, I do. I do, yeah. Do you? Yeah, oh, I do. It's Gavin Turk. <laughs> Gavin Turk. Right, do you want a biog? Oh, you want a biog, Lucy? Do you want a biog, Tom? Yeah, can we have a biog, please? Yes, of course you can. Gavin Turk is a British artist who was born in 1967. He's an artist that I've been very interested in, but uh, he's also an artist that isn't great at explaining his work, and you have to watch loads of videos to understand it. So I'm going to read directly from his website to explain to you listening at home what it is about. Turk's installations and sculptures deal with issues of authorship, authenticity and identity and is concerned with the myth of the artist. So he makes sculptures and he does drawings and he does paintings and he works in pretty much all genres of video as well and performance. He does everything. So I think it would be easier to describe some of his work. Now, famously, he made a Blue Plaque work called Cave in 1991 as part of his master's uh, degree show. And it was his final show, and basically he didn't... He got failed. He, he failed, he got okay. failed, he failed. He got failed and then picked up by Saatchi, is that right? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah. Just living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I need... <laughs> Fail, then Saatchi. <laughs> yeah, so... 
sorry just to describe the work it's a blue plaque that reads gavin turk sculptor worked here 1989 to 1991 borough of kensington this copies the blue plaques that are around london uh, i don't know if people have similar around the world we have them in brighton and hove as well yes we do so basically they're blue plaques and the the rules say that you have to be dead for 20 years or be older than 100 years old to get a blue plaque okay so and there's only 900 apparently around london so what gavin turk did was he thought i'll make my own blue plaque and he stuck it on the wall and he's saying you know he's already creating his own history and already making himself kind of famous and saying you know i'm just starting out but look at him, me i'm already this sort of famous artist did you know they were all made by the original blue plaque ceramic plaques by a couple in cornwall an elderly couple in cornwall make them in their garden what is that like a slave thing? Gavin Turk because he's made more quite a lot of those, so they just sit there and they just make them, yeah. And they're, they're big oh. and they make them in a studio like this in their gardens. So when they're, they're over 100, will they be making their own one? Do you reckon they'll yeah, be allowed hopefully. to do that? I made... This is where the plaques were made, yeah. Oh, I like yeah. that. Well, maybe Gavin Turk could make it if uh, if they go before he does, yeah. Well, we could do. I mean, we've seen his work. He'd be ideal to uh, take over the plaque mate- making. Well, yeah, he's, making he'd, duties. I don't know how much of his work he actually makes. He does do a lot of work, and he can actually draw. But I think he's got a whole big team of people behind him that m- make work for him. But not the couple in Cornwall. No, they what? they didn't make his plaque for him. I, I asked them to make my plaque for me. Yeah, and L- they said they would. And oh right, Lucy, tell us about your plaque. <laughs> was that a hint? Segwayed oh, in. that was very. Oh, Lucy, tell us about your plaque. <laughs> well, uh, I made a plaque. I call it but plaque. Plaque. No, plaque, I don't. Not I, sure. I, I have so too many teeth girl. problems to bring that up. <laughs> That's why I distinguish. So where are you going to put the plaque? I I already have Lucy put the Delano. plaque. No, but it's not a Lucy Delano plaque. Oh, so right, I right. made a plaque in response to Gavin Turk's plaque. Plaque. I'm really discombobulated now. Is it a plaque or a plaque? What we say? Well, I don't like. I, I call plaque on my teeth because it's it's unpleasant and plaque sounds quite refined. And yeah, I don't it does. Believe so that maybe I made a plaque. On my teeth. Plaque. I made a plaque in response <laughs> to Gavin Turk's plaque um, when I was doing the MA Fine Art at the University of Brighton, and my I wanted to make a piece of work to. Uh, represent my frustration at academics taking over the art world and being quite elitist and esoteric about and an owning yeah. kind of art yeah which frustrated me enormously so I wanted to make a piece of work that said do you need to get an MA because that's that's where yeah. I was at the time doing an MA in order to be a successful artist clearly you don't need to get an MA because Gavin Turk didn't and then went on to be a successful artist so I wanted that seemed to be the ideal piece of work to reference in in the piece of work that I wanted to make. Oh, I like that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very almost like very Gavin Turk about questioning the nature of what art is and who assigns value to stuff, as people listening will find out. I, I, can I ask, so what was going to be on the um, the thing? It wasn't what was going to. What was? What was, yeah. What was? Gavin Turk, sculptor. And I'm not making a mistake here. Didn't not get an MA here, University of Brighton, 2018. 
Tom. Tom. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Tom, so, Tom. So it's got to be site specific. All heritage plaques are site specific, obviously, because they, it, yeah. they go on the building. It'll be upsetting. Otherwise. So yeah. So I had to make one that referred to the University of Brighton, yeah. uh, but I wanted to make it referencing Gavin Turk's piece as well. So did he do a BA at Brighton? No, he's never been to Brighton at all. Brighton is where Gavin Turk didn't not get his MA. So I hope the uh, the markers at University of Brighton failed you as well. No, I was really disappointed because they passed me. Oh, and no. I really oh. wanted that triumphant fail. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> when you have a piece of work that needs to go on the outside of the university building, obviously you need to get permissions. Yeah. So I got permissions from a, a state's department and all the other relevant bodies. And I was just yeah. about to install the plaque on the outside of the building. And I was called in by my course leader to say that the head of school wanted to meet with me, which is a bit frightening. It's like going to see the headmaster. The head of school said she'd heard about what I was going to do and she'd got some concerns. Uh, the concerns were um, the plaque might fall off and kill somebody. Mm. The plaque might be removed and used as a frisbee and chop somebody's <laughs> head off. Or Gavin Turk might have the hump about it. So wow. the university establishment were feeling uncomfortable about being critiqued on their building by one of their students. Sure. So they put these burning hoops up in front of me to jump through. So I did. I, I said, right, well, you safety screw cap so nobody can take it off. We'll put it above height so you can't get it down. And I will contact Gavin Turk and ask him if he's all right with this. So yeah. I did. Oh, my God. So that's part of the artwork, the Gavin Turk letter. Have you got the letter? I do. I did. Yes, I do. We can play Death Frisbee later, Tom, if you want. Yeah. You're up for a game of Death Frisbee. Well, if, as long as Gavin's all right with it. Yeah, he is. Look, because there's a letter there. <laughs> Shall I read it out? Yeah. Lucy, I read your emails and wish you the best of luck in your use of my name in your art. I'm not sure that it has always done me any good, but obviously the question of what's good is a tough nut to crack. I'm impressed by the way that language has and is simultaneously both wrapping up and unravelling your project. Keep me posted. Best, Gavin. Right, as, you, as we were talking, you know that uh, Gavin Turk's art relates to identity and, you know, what it is to be an artist. And um, I was listening to an interview with him and he was actually saying that it was inspired, you know, he was listening to a lot of rap music and the DJ was telling you how great they were, uh, you know, almost advertising themselves in every sort of song. And he liked the way they took old records and remixed the tunes to advertise themselves. So he kind of liked that idea of the notion of taking himself and remixing himself into artworks. Yeah, so it's like sampling. Yeah. But with sculptures. Yeah, it's called scampling. 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 Yes, he does. He's done sculptures and he's also done screen prints of himself in various different guises. So he's done where he's appeared as uh, sort of Che Guevara in one picture in a sort of like Andy Warhol style. He's appeared as Elvis. Now, Andy Warhol made a series of uh, of Elvis screen prints with Elvis holding a gun being all sort of cool and pop. And uh, Gavin Turk's done a similar one of himself as uh, Elvis holding that gun. One of his most famous works is Pop. Now this is a life-size waxwork 
uh, of the artist to made to look like the punk rock icon Sid Vicious. And basically, he's in a uh, in in a vitrine, which is like a sort of glass display case. He's got the same gunslinging pose that Elvis famously was uh, shown in the work I just talked about by Warhol. I think the idea for that is so you've got this kind of like angry looking punk guy, you know, standing in it as a waxwork, standing in this uh, sort of glass box and he's looking quite impotent for me. You're looking at him, you're looking at his celebrity, you know. He's Vivian Westwood, is it? It might be. What, the, the design? She did do a lot of punk designs, yeah. <laughs> she did, yeah. He's looking quite cool in it. He's standing in the same pose, I think it was in the great rock and roll swindle uh, at the end when he sung My Way. Sid Vicious and Elvis both were stars that sort of like ultimately self-destructed when you look at this piece you're reminded of the nature of celebrity you've got this rebel who was like caused a lot of trouble and was out there sort of like pushing the boundaries is now reduced to just this museum object yeah like a shark in a tank yeah exactly like a shark in a tank that shark that's really rough have you seen it the uh, Damien Hurst well he'll just go and kill another one won't he yeah oh no did he, was it killed specifically? It was. Oh, that's really I know, there sad. wasn't only one. Oh, that's not good. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, there goes our Damien Hurst special. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't. We'll still do it. But we'll do it with a warning. Now, obviously, Gavin Turk is appearing as this uh, sort of pop icon. So it's also about the nature of the artist. This is the same, you know, with artists. You know, once their work becomes famous, do they become part of the establishment? Artists are always rebels, but once they become... You know, they're showing their big tape museums and everything. They kind of lose their power. Well, that's where he obviously that's where he wanted to be. Otherwise, he wouldn't have made a blue plaque for himself. Oh, yeah. Lucy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did a bath special. Was it? Did it involve a hippopotamus? No, no, that was last. Oh, nice to uh, see that you <laughs> referenced last week's yeah. podcast. That's really good. Guests don't normally do that. Anyone to listen to our Well, podcast. no, we had the we had the bathtub special, wasn't yeah. it? Because there was a Trump work with him in the bath. Oh yeah, my God! That wasn't that what started started the idea of doing a bath bath special? Yeah, yeah. And we also, of course, talked about the Jacques Louis David painting, "The Death of Marat," which is the famous one about the revolutionary uh, Jean Paul Marat, who in France. Um, was famously murdered in his bath and this painting. Uh, we will put a link to the painting. And what's happened here is uh, Gavin Turk has recreated that painting to a certain extent uh, as himself in the bath, stabbed. So you've got him, again, he's placed himself in a rather grand-looking wooden vitrine and it looks a bit like a four-poster bed and the artist is lying dead in his bath. Now, interestingly enough... I found out that wax figures were made uh, popular by Madame Tussauds and she actually was an art instructor to the royal family at the time during the French Revolution. Who was? Madame Tussauds of the famous waxworks. Oh right, okay, yeah, London. I didn't realise Madame Tussauds was actually a person. Yes, she was. <laughs> and like Jacques-Louis David, very skillful at not getting their head cut off because she actually uh, became popular during the Revolution when she created waxworks of their severed heads. She also, at the same time, made a waxwork of uh, Jean-Paul Marat at the time David, Jacques-Louis David, made the painting. So I can see all the identity here. So he's like, he's British heritage, yeah. he's punk rock singer, he's Andy Warhol, yeah. he's also a French revolutionary. Yeah, so he's, he's done it, he's done it before, he's, he's 
been the same as being Che Guevara in on his deathbed. Uh, apparently, that was about to be shown at the uh, London Millennium Dome for the sort of millennial celebrations, and they didn't like it. They, the sponsors wouldn't like having a dead revolutionary sculpture, so he wasn't Hanging allowed to around. show that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring that dead revolutionary away. <laughs> Now, also, he's also reimagined himself in another sculptural form, and that is of, like, the Oscar. Is it, it's not called the Oscar. What's it called? What's, you know the thing they give out Oscars? It's not called Oscar, is it? Isn't it called an Oscar? I think you it's called an Oscar. You win an Oscar at the Oscars, don't you? Yeah. So he is called... Is he actually called Oscar? Mm. I don't know. I don't well, it would make sense, wouldn't it? it would, yeah. There wouldn't be days, would they? <laughs> if you say <laughs> they call it the Oscars. Or Gavins. <laughs> yeah, Gavins, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what he did was... He created a work called The Spirit of Gavin Turk, and it was a 1995 work. It was made in bronze and marble. Basically, he was going to do this idea of uh, awarding a bronze figurine to a different person each year. You know, he had a, a pseudo ceremony in 1994, and the first winner was supposed to be the artist Michael Craig Martin. Um, Michael Craig Martin famously taught Damien Hurst and also is a really, really good artist himself. <laughs> so... Uh, basically set up this prize uh, this is kind of, kind of sounds like my art prizes and uh, the uh, first winner was I said it was Michael Craig Martin but he never actually delivered the statue and it was never rewarded again so it's a bit of a rubbish art prize really but it reminds me a bit of uh, do you remember the Maurizio Catalan one where he he tried to award an art prize to someone sort of like a, for doing nothing for doing it? nothing for a year and he got, he offered them uh, money would you take that if I offered you a load of money oh, yeah. to do no art for a year? Um, I would pretend to do no art for a year. No, and get yeah, the but money. then you would be sued by me. <laughs> we would you sue her as well if she she broke those oh, rules? I'd arrange her cover story. What? Yeah, we'd split, we'd <laughs> this split is a bloody. Right? Do you want to do the podcast <laughs> yourself? Then this is a bloody conspiracy. <laughs> but in doing no art, that would be an act of art in itself, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, yeah good point. Yeah. Yeah. That's the point, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. So it's it's actually technically impossible. Well, anyway, uh, I don't know if you remember the story, but um, Maurizio Catalan actually awarded himself and gave himself the money, which and did art, I think. Uh, Has he got this same like uh, mannequin? Mannequin. <laughs> it's just he bought a load of them off Andy Warhol. <laughs> Or Debenhams. Like, Debenham. <laughs> uh, hello, uh, Andy. <laughs> I wanna, can you get me a... Um, uh, another mannequin. Actually, can you give me two more mannequins? <laughs> <laughs> mannequins are us. <laughs> yep, yep, the one, the Elvis one. Yep, two of those, thanks. <laughs> yeah, so he's got a whole team producing him, hasn't he? Oh, right, yeah. Do you not have any of uh, anyone lying in a bath, do you, Andy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I'll check with Debenhams. <laughs> You, if you look at Gavin Turk, uh, you have to know a little bit about uh, art history. He does do a lot of references in art history, but of course, if you listen to Modern Art is Rubbish, uh, you will know about the Duchamp, because we don't stop going on about him, and Banksy, and of course you, Lucy. Number eight. Number eight. Yeah, Trump and Brexit. Oh, Trump and Brexit. Oh, no, not They're sure. not artworks, are they? Oh, no, no, they're not. Sorry. Do you know what it does? It's when you mention Trump and Brexit, it just sucks the energy. Out yeah, of the mine's ball. gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Well, 
Gavin Turk does a lot of, because his work's all about the nature of art and what it is to be famous, you know. When you go to see an artwork... I, I Can I just say, I went to like a museum in France and yeah. they had loads of sketches by Picasso. Yeah. And they were just like really crap bits of sketch. But it was by Picasso, so everyone was like, and they had pride of place in this museum just like shit sketches but it just had picasso there so but they, was were, like, they, they were signed yeah. and that's the thing that gavin turk questions is are you seeing the work or are you just going oh it's picasso it's an object oh it's like going to church you know what i mean they become a bit sacred they become like oh they're special did they feel special because they were signed by picasso and yeah. if somebody drew the exact same thing that picasso had drawn but it wasn't by picasso and wasn't signed picasso it has less value. You just look at it. It has no value, let's yeah. be honest. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. No value at all, yeah. even though it looks exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. So that, that yeah. art world, it's really false in that. It's, it's really, there's a story. This uh, man was talking about his experience of meeting Picasso and he uh, apparently showed him a work. And Picasso said, um, no, mate, that's not, that's not me. In his uh, proper Essex accent, he said, no, that's not me. I didn't do that. And he said, oh, okay, all right. And apparently this guy bumped into him a few years later and showed him another way and said, and he said, look, can you just authenticate this for me? He said, that's not my work. He said, yes, it is. I actually saw you do this years ago. And he said, but sometimes even a Picasso is not a Picasso. What a twat. <laughs> 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 yes so Gavin Turk is questioning the nature so a lot of his works involve him actually uh, referencing art history and also signing the work himself um, I don't know if you know the uh, Robert Indiana work uh, called Love it's quite famous the one with the L and the O yeah, so and a, the lot, and a lot of people Street. have this in their houses or in their kitchens don't they yeah so in this one, what he's done, instead of using the words, uh, the letters L-O-V-E to spell love, he's used the word Turk to sort of like put himself in the work. Just for balance, what a twat. Gary <laughs> <laughs> no, Turk's all right and he wears nice suits. Um, now there's another one he did, which is called Vulcan Worlds. Now, I know that Vulcan is the god of fire and of sort of volcanoes and deserts and metalworking. And in this work, what he's done is he's tried to sign his name, it's quite badly sign his name, hundreds and hundreds and probably thousands of times on a canvas. So it actually looks a lot like a Jackson Pollock painting. It kind of looks like he's struggling to work out who he is and what his place is. If I saw that, it's like, who am I? What, what kind of art am I doing here? It's quite confused, but I think that's probably part of the point. Now, a short advertisement break. Ho, ho, ho! Hello, children! It's this oh, time Santa. of year again! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, I've got you some presents. Lucy, well done, you've been a very good girl. Here we are, this is for you. Oh, wow, thank you so much, that's amazing. Thank oh, with you. Mine. Send them with mine. <laughs> Marcus, you've been troublesome this year. I've got a high-resolution high turtle art print. No, I'm afraid this is all I have for you this year. <laughs> Santa, why? I want a high-resolution turtle art print. Well, well, young man, if you behave yourself next year, maybe Today I could no. get you a high-resolution artwork 
for next year. What to download? <laughs> to download. <laughs> oh, if you want to be a good boy, you must sign up to the mailing list and leave me a five-star review. <laughs> what you say? What leave sent you a review? Leave the podcast Modern Art is Rubbish a five-star review. As you know, that is my podcast. Christmas is ruined. Well, you should have thought of that before you started getting into mischief. Anyway, ho, ho, ho. <laughs> so just head over to modernartisrubbish.com and subscribe to our email list to be updated on the latest Modern Art is Rubbish news. And for those of you who listen to our Modern Art is Rubbish podcast, where we actually talked about art that can be rubbish, he also makes a lot of uh, interesting sculptural works. Now, these are works that are normally cast in bronze, but they're made to look like the actual real objects. In 2002, he made a really interesting one. And again, this is I think this has got a little touch of uh, Andy Warhol about it as well, because Andy Warhol famously made... Uh, uh, a load of boxes that were shaped and looked the same as the Brillo pad boxes. Um, and in this one, what he's done is he's made a bronze cast of a, a box and it looks exactly like a normal packing box. So it's a cardboard packing box that's sealed with tape. And he's very interested in the idea of just sticking something in a gallery that has nothing to do, you know, looks really unexpected, looks like it should have been removed. And he's kind of placed this box. Like a bin bag. Cast. Yeah, we mentioned that. What was that a couple of episodes ago? Yes, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. Sorry, Lucy, didn't you do a work with cardboard boxes? I did indeed. It was nine sealed cardboard boxes called Schrodinger's Art. The um, suggestion being that there may or may not be some art inside the sealed boxes. Oh, so it's like the cat. It's the cat it's in like Schrodinger's cat. experiment, the famous one where he, yeah. they didn't know if the cat would be alive or dead because of nuclear physics. And listen to a physics podcast, and I'll put a link to that explaining okay. the cat. Excellent. So that's nice. So that's a, how many boxes was that? Nine. Was nine boxes. Just because that's neat. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll put a nice little link to that on the uh, website. <laughs> So a lot of his work is quite fun, and I think he wants to wants you to enjoy his work. But he's also done some works which I think are quite emotional. Now, one in two thousand and three, he he created a painted bronze called Nomad. Now, what it is is a work. It's a brass cast of a figure curled up in a sleeping bag. So you can't. It, so when you see it, it looks like someone inside a sleeping bag, and you can't see their head. Now. What was really interesting is he actually took this piece and he put it on the Charing Cross Road in London for a day to see, you know, as a sort of like an installation. And he was quite interested that when it was on the street, people just walked past it and didn't notice, didn't stop, didn't look at this thing. It was almost like... And of course, when he brought it then, the next day, he put it in the gallery. People were stopping. They were taking their time. They were looking. They were thinking about homelessness. And he's kind of saying, you know, look, I'm putting this in a gallery and you're, you know, to, to make you notice homelessness and think about it. Yet when it's on the street, you just walk by. I don't think walking by a homeless person in the street necessarily means that you don't give a shit. No. But how do you respond immediately to somebody 
asleep, allegedly, uh, apparently, would, in a sleeping but bag. But would walking by this sculpture in an art gallery mean you don't give a shit? Yeah, that's interesting. Mm. It would mean you don't give a shit about the art. <laughs> 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 When you look at Gavin Turk's works, sometimes you know, like with the sleeping bag, you can just like ignore it. And then when you look again, it can be quite profound. And this is another one that he's done and it's called Prone. It's a bronze cast of an indented pillow placed in a white pillowcase. Now, it's called Prone and it came out in 2003. Now, the thing is, what Prone actually means, it means lying on your chest face down uh, or to be quite likely to suffer from a physical condition or a mental condition. And the thing is, is when you look at it, so you're reminded of that, but also you're looking at someone, why would people lie face down on a pillow? Now there's always that thing that someone's face has been shoved down onto the pillow for me. And it also brought thoughts of when people lie face down the pillow, a lot of times they're actually crying into it as well. And for me, when I look at that, you, at first glance, you just think, oh, it's just a squash pillow. All right, yeah, so I don't imagine that when I think of face down, because I sometimes sleep like that. I find it quite comfy. Oh, do you? So yeah, that's stretch well, that's... right out on my front. I quite, you know. What, not breathe? able to breathe? I, I seem, well, I, st I wake up in the morning. I don't know if that's... <laughs> 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 but it's quite, quite, I, f I find it quite, I, after, when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, it's a pillow. But then when you look at it again. Yeah. Well, there's not only the aspects of prone and everything that you associate yeah. with that. There's also the absence, the absence of person. the person. Yes. So it's it triggers lots of feelings of loss and. Yeah. So that's uh, that's why everyone's quite down now. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we've never don't know if we've ever discussed contemporary bronze work. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you're interested to know what he's doing now, are you? Yes. Are you interested in what we're doing? What he's yes. Doing now? Yes. Definitely. Yes. Do you, do you mean that, Lucy? <laughs> yes, you are. Right. And the exciting thing here is I'm going to get to say the longest word that I have ever said in the Modern Art is Rubbish podcast, and that is transubstantiation. Now, that is his... Uh, a recent piece that he did in 2017 uh, now this is a piece of work that was shown in a place called the skip gallery do you know the skip gallery basically the skip gallery is a, a skip on a street in London and for this work he painted inside a skip a brown paper bag painted to look like a packet of prawn cocktail flavoured crisps that are called skips <laughs> The interesting thing is, is because I used that really young word, which I'd like to say again, because I will never say it again probably in my life, which is transubstantiation. And when you look at a skip, they're kind of like round. They're kind of, they're sort well, of the, round. When you say a skip, you're talking about the crisp. The crisp, yeah, not the yeah. skip. Yeah, yeah, that's the point. Mm -hmm. They look a bit like communion bread. Yeah. Um, so basically, the reason why it's called that word is because uh, this is a, a something that took place in the uh, Bible in the Last Supper, which is where uh, Jesus offered his disciples uh, bread and wine. And as he gave them the bread and wine, he converted it 
to flesh and blood. When he gave them the bread and wine, it, they turned into his actual flesh and blood, although they still looked like bread and wine. It still looked like bread and wine. So, you've, I know what you two are thinking. You're thinking, right, what on earth are you talking about? What have skips, a packet of skips in a skip got to do with the Last Supper and people transforming something else into imparting themselves into another item. I don't care what he says. The reason they're in there is because it's in a skip. Yeah, because they're called skips and they yeah. go in a skip. I can just <laughs> get past <laughs> no, it's just that. My brain will not let me get past that. It's funny. <laughs> it's I'll put, an easy one, isn't I'll it? I'll put a video link to it and actually there were a few people that actually said, you know, there's a... A, a religious well no they looked at it and said it's just skips in a skip the idea is is that rubbish people give a lot of detail around by what they throw around what they throw around what they throw out and it's almost like to me I saw it as you know you're almost putting yourself part of yourself into your rubbish your history who you are you're almost transmuting I would say you're actually putting a part of yourself into your rubbish because it's who we are what we are in the commercial world so it's almost like this is part of us, our rubbish. I'm feeling it's pretty tenuous, aren't you? Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. The, are you it's making skips. the link with data? With data? No, I'm making... Data, make, yeah. What, what, from Star Trek? No, data is in, like, you know, <laughs> our personal data, our, our digital fingerprints. You can find out a lot, yes. <laughs> you, can, you can find out a lot. So I'm saying it's... And you're just thinking it skips in a skip, aren't you? Yeah, I can't get past that. He's put a packet of skips in what you call the skip gallery. To me, that just says it's about skips and skips. But the only interesting point there is it isn't a skips packet. Uh, it's a paper it. bag. Yeah, yeah. So ends our Gavin Turk podcast. Something I'd just like to ask you, just to, just to round off. I'd be quite interested to know uh, if you were to be cast as a famous person in, in a in a kind of like Gavin Turk style, what do you think you'd be? I can only think of being a Smurf. I don't know if that's quite right. I don't know why. So, yeah. And why? What? What do you? What, what's your thoughts, Tom? I'd have to be a female because I'd quite fancy wearing a dress if I'm going to be. But it wouldn't worked. be. I would be your waxwork. Maybe I'd be the Mona Lisa. Um, not the lady from the whatever century. The yeah. uh, what was her name? Lisa. Oh, Lisa de Condo. Lisa de Condo. Yeah, maybe the pa the painting would be more interesting because you'd, you'd meet so many people every day. Oh yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd see it. See, see loads of uh, people looking at you every day, and your eyes would follow them around the room. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, Lucy, have you uh, had a thought about it? Yeah, I have had a thought about it, cool. and. It could be quite a cheesy answer, but my answer is Gavin Turk. Whoa. Yeah. I like the concept. My brain's going... And that's why I like it, because there's some kind of spiralling, self-referencing um, mayhem in doing that. That was my first thought when you said it. I was thinking oh, Gavin Turk, but I couldn't, really? I couldn't explain it. Oh, yeah, right. And also, he's... I the idea. He's now presenting himself in a really iconic way. He's got the big handlebar moustache going on. He wears a beret, tweed suit, braces. So mm -hmm. he's rocking a look. Yeah. Um, however, I want? would like to do a Gavin Turk 
as a female. Right, this idea is now copyright, Lucy. I'd just like to say for those listening, because it's a very good idea and you should execute it straight away (laughs) before this podcast goes out on Tuesday. (laughs) It's very disappointing to me that my choice is a male. Uh, As a conceptual artist, I would have loved to have just come up with an amazing conceptual female artist that I admire. But divine, I know divine's a male as well. Yeah, it'd be great if you could uh, eat them for Christmas lunch as well. Oh, I like that. (laughs) You like that? Yeah, that's that's consumerism, isn't it? (laughs) Consumerism, yeah. Gavin Turk cake. It's more, it's more Damien Hirst that piece. <laughs> having Gavin Turk for Christmas I like lunch. That. I like it. Are you going to do it? I like that. So it would be a parody of him as an artist. So yeah. I would be standing there looking like me, but looking like him with a moustache yeah. and a beret. But it was also be an appropriation of his art. I like that. So it, it very much self implodes. Yes, I like his. I like the self implosion as well. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Great. That's good. Yeah, you like an there. extension cable plugged into itself. Yeah, I've got very bad experiences with that. Can we move on? From oh, that? no. <laughs> yeah. Anything to add, Tom? Uh, no. No, anything, Lucy? Thank you very, very much for coming in, Lucy, and sharing about your work. Uh, we will be sharing it on our Facebook page, all the images, uh, which is what's our Facebook page address, Tom? facebook.com forward slash modern art is rubbish yeah and also uh, on the website which is modern art is rubbish dot com and please remember to subscribe to our email list and give us a five star review on your podcast subscribing place right so it's just buyers then isn't it goodbye goodbye goodbye